Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine, the show that teaches you how to survive the things that could kill you. Super volcanoes, avalanches, attacking hawks. And the things that just make you wish you were dead. Bombing on stage, tough breakups, substitute teaching. That sounds harsh. We should get to the show. Let's play the song. I'm ready. Welcome to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. Every time it's like a shock to us. We don't know that who's going to introduce us. We look at each other. We just start laughing. I also like that I just looked over and you were like in a fugue state. I'm a little out of it. My allergies are, are still, I know everyone's fascinated by my my path of uh my path of pathogens is not yes. pathogens. And whatever it is. Path of pathogens path is a good path. name for a podcast. <laughs> we're popping our yeah. peas. Um, yeah. So my allergies overtake me and I'm just kind of like, oh. But anyway, I'm Danielle. I'm Christine. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Um, I love hearing about your allergies and I'm here for it. Thanks. It's horrible. I mean, they can tell probably listening that my voice is uh, once again all skunky, as I say. Well, I think it's just a lot of people are dealing with it. Yeah. At least in California. I imagine it's like that everywhere. I don't know. It's still winter in a lot of places and cold. Yeah. Right. I don't know. They're probably just dealing with, you know, trying to not get frostbite. And... Yeah. All right. Well, okay. we should probably get into today's topic, right? Yeah. You know what? I'm going to do something crazy. What? Sing it? <laughs> I'm going to sing the whole thing in a British accent. I'm going to start with a story okay love it so flip it up turn it up it's gonna down. be my story oh which inspired oh, this okay. episode all right you know that i live in, <laughs> in a jungle in the jungle <laughs> um in a foresty environment and occasionally i interact with wildlife yes we've established we this, have right yeah so a few days ago i was leaving my house to pick up Alex from Modern Dance. Okay. <laughs> it was dusk. And oh, my God. <laughs> dusk. <laughs> setting up the time. Okay. I walked out. My dog ran in the house, which is unusual. She doesn't usually run inside. And I was like, I just noted it. Mm. I was like, that's strange, but didn't think much of it. And as soon as I walked out the door, I heard this loud rustling in the pine trees right above my house. Like, as soon as you walk out the door, these really tall pine trees. So I look up, and I immediately think... Well, there's a mountain lion in my tree. Yeah. But I think I might have been influenced by our Big Cats episode that we just <laughs> done. Yeah. You don't... Yeah. <laughs> but also, we... I mean, there are mountain lions. But... Uh, we, and we do know that they can jump 15 feet up yes. and 40 feet across. So... so and have, they can climb trees. And they can climb trees. So, so yeah. It's not that insane. Right. But immediately, I was like, okay, I think I see feathers. It's probably not a mountain lion unless... 
something it's really... It's a griffin. Yes. <laughs> I, well, we are steeped in Harry Potter in my house, so Aww. who knows. I also know... Yeah. Whatever this large creature is, which is definitely not a squirrel, yeah. is falling. Wait, definitely not a squirrel. It went from mountain goat to... I mean, mountain goat. Well, it's big. Mountain lion to... Okay. I'm just establishing we... Okay, it's, it's big. bigger than a squirrel. It's bigger than a squirrel. Smaller than a mountain lion. Yeah. All right. And it's falling Ooh. through the branches Ew. fast, like above me, maybe going to hit me. Oh, my God. And I'm like, holy moly. Yeah. And rolling down, falling, I think, okay, this is a giant owl. I have to be prepared to, I don't know, do I do CPR? Is it going to have <laughs> broken wings? <laughs> you put a tourniquet on the yeah, owl. Like, who, is there an owl 911? I don't know. Hits the ground, splits into two. What? what? And I'm like, can owls do like gremlin? <laughs> Wait, a like, <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> okay. So it, it's like some sort of shapeshifter. Yes. And it's split into two. It's split okay. into two. And then, okay, so my it's it's like my brain can't. You know how I live in like the fifth dimension? <laughs> like creatures come in sometimes and like and become they, two. They split. Yeah. Okay. So my so, brain's trying to make up sense of what's happening. Okay. I see brown, beige, orange feathers. Okay. Very fall. Realize, uh, yeah. yes, I'm a, I'm a fall. It's two red-tailed hawks. Oh, my God. Biggest I've ever seen. Okay. I mean, I've also never been this close to two hawks. We have them on our property, and we see them flying above all the time. Okay. They've nested in our pine trees, but, I mean, I've never seen them I mean, they're closer to me than I am to you right now. So, and they're on the ground at this point? They've fallen onto the ground, slammed in my front yard, and they're I mean, like... birds aren't supposed to fall. No, they're not. <laughs> and they're just kind of like stunned, you know, <laughs> kind of like their wings are kind of like flapping around, uh-huh. and, and they're both just staring at me. Oh, shit. And I think, okay, are they going to come eat my eyeballs? Right. And I don't have, I'm like, I don't, do I, how do I protect myself? I just have this little like vintage coach bag that I found sure. at Goodwill uh-huh. and I could put it in front of my face, but yeah. they're going to damage the bag and but my face. Yeah. And then while I'm thinking this, they swoop their wings. <gasps> like their wingspan is four feet wide. Oh my God. Both of them and fly off. In unison? Together. Oh. <gasps> So did they get, were they having sex times? They were having sex. Sex times. And I'm going to tell you some stuff about their sex. Oh, God. All right. First, though, I want to tell you, obviously, this is what inspired today's episodes. Yeah. Episodes? Episode. Right. How to survive attacking birds. Love it. Because did you know that red-tailed hawks are on the list of the 10 most dangerous birds? I probably didn't know that red-tailed hawks were a thing before right now. <laughs> no, I've heard of red-tailed hawks, well, I think. They do attack people. Okay. They're actually not usually aggressive towards people, but they do attack people. I'm going to tell you some stories about that. But first, I want to tell you a little bit about the red-tailed hawk because, yes, they were having sex. And I want to know, do you know? I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. Do you think red-tailed hawks have a penis? Okay. So birds lay eggs. But yes, of course, it has to have a penis. They do not. Okay. How does it work then? Okay. I'm going to tell you. This is really interesting. And how how do you know they were having sex? Okay. Did they light up a cigarette afterward? <laughs> they, um... <laughs> Was one very sheepish and apologetic and kind of yeah. shuffled out the door they and said, They were both smoking. I know, weirdly, because my neighbor called me, my Uh neighbor Bruton. Bruton? My neighbor Bruton. You really live in some sort of novel. I know. And he said, I have to tell you that uh, I saw something very interesting in the pine trees (laughs) the other day. And uh, two birds, two red-tailed hawks were having sex. Another bird flew in and tried to interrupt their their sex and they (gasps) fell from the tree so he He saw saw the beginning okay and i didn't see you standing there no no because he 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 lives behind us like okay and but our trees are so tall 
Oh, that gotcha. they can see. Like they, the- they see a lot of like the nesting stuff from their yard and can like look in binoculars and see like all they'll they'll be like we saw the hatching and like they'll see okay. all this so hawk behavior. Is this normal for this guy? What is his name? Brayton. <laughs> what is it? I think that's a clothing brand. But yeah, Bruton. Bruton. Is it normal for this guy to call you on the phone to tell you these things? He'll usually call Sven, but uh-huh. I think Sven just didn't answer. And then and he had to tell someone yes, that he saw it's very, birds mating. Bruton and Sean are very excited. That, that's that's his partner uh-huh. by the mating habits of our hawks. <laughs> and so apparently they like to call us when they see things. I took the call because I thought, oh, maybe our dog is in his yard and oh, okay, barking yeah. or maybe Sally's running loose. Maybe there's a bear and he wants to warn right. us. I, I didn't know he wanted to discuss the sex of the hawks. Right. But I did get to know then that the reason they fell was because they were Oh, so that hadn't occurred to you until he called. I I thought maybe there were two hawks fighting. Yeah. That, you know? Yeah. But right. it, it seems that they would they'd been interrupted. And you didn't know about the third wheel. The, the, I didn't love trying. I didn't. I didn't. And so they had been having what's called the cloacal kiss. Okay. That's how they do it. Which is male birds don't have a penis. They have like any birds, any male I think birds. It's, I think it's all. I think this is all birds. But please, bird experts, or okay. if you're an ornithologist, feel free to come in and well, actually, me. It's like just a sex organ that's like a poof, <laughs> and a woman has a poof. Uh-huh. It's just like a little lump, and they rub their lumps. Okay, sounds easier, frankly. <laughs> Garen is beside himself. <laughs> they have, is that the technical name, Chris? Poof? They have a poof? No, I just came up with that just now, but I like it. They each have a poof. They rub their poofs. Like you put your shower gel in it yeah. and rub your body with this yes. bird with their poof. They rub their poofs. So the, but obviously some semen or something has to go from one poof to the other. Poof. I don't know. I don't know if there's semen. Listen, this is what happens. <laughs> they have to have it some they, way. They have to mate several times over the course of the few few days. The female, let me tell you how hard it was just to get to the cloacal kiss. Like, off, okay. bird bird experts do not want to talk about the deed online. Really? Like, just like, they're like, well, they mate, and then there's the, then they'll talk about the nesting and the eggs forever. Uh. But like, when it comes to the act... They are I want, but that's very, all I care about. Me too. I'm like, get to the dirty part. Yeah, I already know nests I'm and like, eggs. Yeah, who cares? Like, I want to know about the uh, uh. <laughs> or the or the <laughs> or the <laughs> squish 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 squish. <laughs> what if they? Yeah, they're like little dog toys, and they make <laughs> little. <laughs> so, the female perches quietly. While the male sex organs touch the female's organs for just a few moments. Hmm. In what is called in birding, like I said, the cloacal kiss. The cloacal kiss. I, I watched it. Is that, is that, um. I watched some bird porn. You did? Mm-hmm. It oh, looks, you saw this. It doesn't look as, as horrifying as a lot of other animal mating. Well, like, she so just kind of sits there. Yeah. It looks like he's on her back. Like, okay. he's up kind of high. I'm like, how is it even... I think she's got her butt kind of up, uh, her back area kind of up. Okay, and I'm he's really like, confused He's now. way up All on right. her back. Uh-huh. It's easy. I mean, you can find is videos. Is her puff on her back? No, but I think she, like, lifts she, it, sort of. She, like, has her elbows down and her <laughs> she's ass like, up? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know the pose. Yeah. <laughs> the colloquial kiss. Yeah. We, I mean, you've done it, right? Right. all right next time someone describes you as bird-like you might want to yeah think about that that. so anyway they were trying well no wonder they fell yeah i mean it sounds incredibly precarious you know i think it's hard to do in a tree is what yes i i I, when i saw it online they were always on like the side of a cliff or a mountain they weren't doing it doesn't sound safe (laughs) either can't they just be on the ground not like a steep cliff but like a mountainside that wasn't very steep you know like kind of yeah they were on solid ground right these two two are show-offs well they're trying to get away from that third guy yeah it's it's uh, it's like meeting at that bar that the you know person doesn't know about and you're like little well i don't know what he's thinking because these guys mate for life Oh, so I don't know what he's thinking he's going to get in oh, on. Oh, that usurper. Yes. Oh. He's trying to get in on this, and it's like, you got to find oh, another that's lady. that's so sad, dude. Yes. Yeah. Find so, a hobby. They rarely get close enough to be seen, much less attack. What's more, humans are rarely able to get this close to hawks because hawks are so elusive. Right. 
They tend to build their nests and stake out their territories far from the areas most frequented by humans. This is changing, though, uh, because I wonder why yeah. man made development. We're assholes. Um, and also, this is the reason hawks are starting to get closer to humans because I thought you meant developmentally. <laughs> well, they're starting to develop um, nipples. If you, if you go on um, next door. Yeah. You might start to realize that hawks and people... Not that different. Not that different. Okay, uh, so they're starting to get closer to us. For one, it's an easy source. It's an easy food source because of bird feeders. Okay. So our next door neighbors, not not Bruton and John, our other, some other neighbors, they have like 800 bird feeders. Okay. So this is for hawks. They're like, yay, unlimited food source. But are, are hawks, um, what is the category? Um, Carnivores? Yes. Yes. They, they like rats. Yeah, snakes, little mole creatures. We're always finding like right. So why would... birds? They only eat little birds. Ugh. They like little birds too. So and sometimes would... like chihuahuas. Oh, is that why the bird feeders are because they're they're going to eat other birds? Yes. Oh, it's not that they're going to eat the bird seed. No, they're going to eat other birds. Yeah. Okay. And I think they like our house because we have the the ivy all over the place. We have a lot of um, rats. Don't say it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, Danielle's never going to come to my house again. Uh, no. Hawks try to avoid humans, but they will not hesitate to attack if you broach their territory. Ah. They can be especially aggressive if you get too close to their nest during nesting season, and they are highly protective of their eggs and young. Uh, okay. Yeah, well, that makes sense. I mean, I'm not... The tree is like 50 feet high. I'm not going to get close to their nest. Right. So, but and they hadn't They hadn't already had no, young they, at this point. No. I mean, they, they... She might be with children, but we don't know. We don't know if the cloacal kiss... Was successful. Took effect, right. right. Falling under that tree. It sounds I, like it was interrupted. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we don't know how many times they did the deed before that. If you get close to enough to see a hawk's nest, it's best to keep your distance. These nests are usually in locations you couldn't get close to, but anytime you come across a large nest and are close enough to inspect it, you're probably too close and should leave the area. I mean, okay. this seems like good advice for sure. any animal at any time. We know this from the big cats, from yeah. bears. Like, don't yes. get close to any mama animals. Any mama young. and their baby. They will be, and, and you know what? For moms, too. Even at Target, like, when I, you know, kind of coo over a baby, sometimes the mom will be like, yeah. not think not think I'm, you She's know, adorable like, at she all. She doesn't like it. She doesn't like it. She, yeah, because. And then you feel like a freak, and then you have to explain that you have a child, mm-hmm. that your child has grown to the point where they no longer need you, and you're sad and want a little baby, but not really, but you kind of do. I feel that. I yeah. feel that. And like, then when you're bloated at night, you mm-hmm. kind of pretend you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is going in a direction I was not expecting. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I get it, though. I've been I've been watching videos lately of the kids when they're like two and three, and I'm like, this is never coming back. I know. And I'm partly relieved. Right. I, I would never have the energy to chase around a little tiny one. Yeah. But also it's like. I know. Oh, I know. OK. So I'm sorry. Where were we? <laughs> we're going to get back to the less sad topic. Yeah. Oh, OK. The, so our, our, just for those who are uninformed as I am. Uninformed. I think I, I don't know if I said that. Those who are as uninformed as I am. Mm-hmm. Um. Do hawks look menacing? Like, would I know that this is a predatory creature I should stay away from? Or do they look like a nice little bird? I mean, you said the, the, oh, the wingspan is four yeah, feet. That makes it sound They pretty. don't look like a nice little bird. Okay. You would be like, this is not this, a blue jay. I gotcha. mean, they're, okay. they're very large. Yeah. They have a very curved beak uh-huh. and a sort of beady eye look. Okay. They're also beautiful, but in a way that's you go, oh, mm. I shouldn't come close to you. Like Angelina Jolie. Yes. She's beautiful, but let's not get, get too close. No, you know, I feel like if you got too close to her, her fingers would turn into claws. And she yes, would just like an ev- animal. She would eviscerate you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like her mouth would turn into like a big um, predatory beast. Yes. And like eat your face off. Right. I'm surprised she didn't do that to like Brad Pitt. Eat his face off? Yeah. Um... It's just too pretty to eat. That's true. You just can't. Well, she didn't decide. I don't know. I don't have any. She protected her babies, though. Like she did. these hawks. Yeah. She was like, get out of here. Yeah. Motherfucker. All right. <laughs> so the good news is that hawk attacks are rare and almost never deadly. Oh, okay. almost, almost. Almost. But. They can cause injuries, of course. And these injuries should be treated medically to prevent complications, such as infections. But the injuries themselves are not lethal to humans. Okay. 
Can you kill a hawk if it attacks you? Mm. This is a tricky subject, but the short answer is no. What do you mean? Like you physically can't do it? No. Well, no, you legally can't. Oh, you legally can't do They're it. They're federally protected under the Migratory Bird Treaty Act, which has been in effect since 1918. So wait a second. If you're in Texas and someone looks at you funny, mm-hmm. you can which they will. You can stand your ground and, and kill them. Yep. So, But if a bird attacks you, you legally can't, you can't claim self-defense? You can't stand your ground with the bird. Let's see, let's see what it says. All right, all right. I, I, Darren I, just showed me a picture of a, of a. Does it have a red tail? Yeah. Of a red tail hawk. I don't call that red. Okay, it's a, like a tawny. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's not a, it's not like a gorgeous bird that you'd be like, oh, I want to pet that. Well, it, you know, when I think of gorgeous birds, they are always like colorful and tropical. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is a more serious bird. It is a very this looks like serious a bird looking that bird. like has a PhD. Yes. You know, he. This bird. Oh wow! Now I see it in flight, and it is very impressive. Yeah, looks. Yeah, this bird went to like a Ivy League school, and this bird did not take a gap year. No, 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 no. no. This bird does not go to Cabo. No. No, unless they're st- studying the poverty there or something. <laughs> Writing an academic treaty. Yeah. So. Tre- treatise? Treatise. That sounds even more serious. Yeah. <laughs> Under this act. Okay. You okay. can't hunt, kill, shoot, poison, or even capture a hawk without receiving federal oh, okay. permission. Good. Some states also have separate laws protecting hawks. So even if you were to go to... F- oh, were I thought you... I was going to say, so even if you were to go to federal prison, so even if you were to get federal permission, okay, you would also have to get permission from the state as well. Of course, during an active hawk attack, there's no opportunity to go about getting the special right. permission. So if you accidentally kill a hawk that is attacking you, there's always a chance that it may be seen as an act of self-defense. Oh, there's a chance? That said, you may still be Jesus. subject to fines. Oh, fuck you. At least I'm not dead. The fine for violating. eyeballs. Yeah, I mean... So you might be alive and have to pay some fines. Right. The fines for violating this MBTA range from $5,000 to $15,000 and can include up to six months in prison. Oh, my God. Well, at least you're safe from hawks in prison. Oh, yeah. While the strictest penalties probably won't apply in case of self-defense, it's still best to avoid killing or injuring the hawk if possible, which begs the question, how do you stop a hawk from attacking you? Yes. Okay. The best way to avoid any trouble with hawks is to avoid getting attacked. But how do you do that, Danielle? I, I, I'm gonna. My first instinct was to cover yourself with honey, but something tells me that it's <laughs> not the right answer. <laughs> Maybe the opposite of that. I Remove all honey from your body. So I just want to interject for a moment in case anyone's just tuning in and this is their first episode and is like, I'm listening to two experts. Yeah. Um, one of us posited covering themselves with honey yeah and the other's idea was to put a coach bag in front of their eyes so now you know what you're dealing with yeah all right let's take a look at some tips okay avoid hawk territory okay yeah don't be in trees yeah if you spot a hawk's nest leave yeah get to a safe distance at least half a mile away okay if the hawk's nest is in a tree in your yard like me yes avoid the territory maybe avoiding the territory may be a little more challenging which leads us to our next tip Discur- underground bunkers put your house up for sale um discourage hawks from your yard set up wild animal deterrence use smell repellents remove mice or rat colonies take down bird feeders and do anything you can to think of to make your yard unsuitable for hawks. Okay, yeah. If they don't have a continual supply of prey and are frequently scared off by the deterrence, they may leave your property. Yeah. But they're the ones getting rid of the rats. Yeah, I was just thinking that, but... Like, how we have we have rat traps. Right. And we have the dog that barks all the time. Yeah. But I'm like, how else... Well, maybe else? the rat traps work. Do you have a person come every month and clean them out or something? Sven does it. Oh, that's right. You told me that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. I'm having the flashback of the... Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You married well, my friend. I think so. I mean, he he takes care of business. No kidding. All right. He is a handy man. TCB. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get him a shirt that says TCB. Um, we'll see how he feels after he listens to the episode today where we make fun of his German metal band. Um, oh, right, 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 right. That I, I told yeah. him it was coming. Okay. Never turn your back. 
Okay. Hawks attack by sneaking up on their prey when its back is turned. Jesus. If you're dealing with an aggressive hawk that is threatening to attack, the best thing you can do is face it the entire time. Okay. Do not turn away and run, and don't turn your back on it until it has backed down and flown away. Okay. Wave your arms and be loud. Hawks don't care for loud noises or aggressive movements. Shouting. Is, I'm sorry. No, I was just saying it's very much like the mountain lion. Yeah. Face it, don't turn away, be loud. This is okay. a lot of wild animals, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you just got to annoy the shit out of them. Yes. Shouting and waving your arms is a good way to intimidate a threatening hawk and convince it back down. Convince it to back down. Here's something that isn't, I think, like other animals. Duck. Oh, this is the opposite. Okay. Hawks tend to attack by dive bombing. If you see an attack coming, you may not have time to do anything but duck your head and move out of the line of fire. Carry an umbrella. In areas where hawk attacks are frequent. (laughs) I'm just picturing you coming out of your house all scared, holding your coach purse and your umbrella on a sunny day. Right. Just because you're terrified of hawks. Like a crazy person. Yeah. I mean, I've always considered the hawks our friends. No. And now I'm like, "Mm." Mm mmm. They're frenemies. They're frenemies. Residents are sometimes encouraged to walk with an open umbrella. The umbrella can not only protect your head in case of a hawk attack, but it may discourage hawks from attacking in the first place. Okay. Some common things hawks are afraid of. Okay. Loud noises. Yeah. Threatening motions and deterrence like scarecrows and fake owls. Uh, Okay. If you want to remove hawks from your property or prevent, prevent them from coming in the first place, Using a wildlife deterrent is one of the best things you can do. Would you guys like to hear a hawk attack story? Uh, Yes. Okay. But first I want to know, Do I know you have an owl box. We do. Which I already forgot what that is. It's to trap owls. It's to (laughs) attract owls. We're trying to attack more birds of prey to our yard. I know. Why do you want to attract the owls? I can't remember. Well, because they get rats. They get the rats. But But maybe you also need a fake owl up there to scare away the hawks, it sounds like. And now I'm like, now that I'm... I see those places. People have those fake owls on their roofs. Maybe we need a fake owl. Yeah. All right. So, this is a story that happened in Florida. Okay. Florida bird. Florida bird. A pair of hawks attacking people in the parking lot of a Brevard County hotel have sent more than a dozen people to hospitals. Oh, my God. Okay. It's unknown why they're going after people as no eggs have been found in the nest. It just swooped down and attacked my head, (laughs) said Cindy Mara, who last week was walking into her job at the Chick-fil-A next door when she was attacked. Well, I don't think you have to be, you know, Einstein to figure out what's going on here. Right? Chick-fil-A? Chick-fil-A, birds attacking you. Yeah. Well, and also their anti-gay policies, right? You think that's why the birds are mad? I think the birds don't like that. I think that they don't like that their brethren are being battered slaughtered and battered and take your pick danielle take your pick both so many reasons yes and yes and (laughs) they're gay birds they're gay birds oh garen garen so you think they rub their close same poofs together they're rubbing their same what what does it matter Poofs are poofs. Poofs are, yeah, poofs are poofs. (laughs) Love is love and poofs are poofs. Love is love and poofs are poofs. Poofs are poofs are poofs. Oh my God, that's the shirt. Poofs are poofs. Oh my God, that's it. That's it. Target's going to come out with that next week. I hope so. I want a poofs are poofs shirt. Okay. It jarred me and I looked up and saw a bird flying away, she said. A red-tailed hawk had clawed the top of her head as she walked from the Holiday Inn parking lot. Wow, that hurts. And I went inside, touched my head, washed my hands, and they were bloody, Mara said. Mara isn't the only person attacked by the breeding pair of hawks building a nest in a nearby tree. A wildlife trapper called in and said 14 people were victims last week. They all went to a hospital. Mara didn't have to get stitches, but some others did, including one man who had to get 17. Oh, my Lord. The Holiday Inn here... Safety of their guest is their number one priority, said James Dean with On Point Wildlife Removal. And that's the reason we got on it quickly like we did. Uh, not that quickly. <laughs> well, also 14 like people only because the Holiday Inn safety of their guest is number one priority. Like, so if it wasn't a Holiday Inn, they just take their time. The trapper destroyed the nest with the help of a fire department ladder truck. But Monday afternoon, there were at least one of the hawks still flying around nearby. I listen huh. now when I'm walking to and from the car, Mara said. It's it's really like the birds, the movie, the birds. I mean, it's a real thing. So 
Let's see. The red-tailed hawks are protected under federal law, as we know. But the trapper said he has permission from the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission to capture, remove, and release them into a wildlife conservation area. So they never found out why they were attacking people. They just went mad. They went mad with power. Mad birds. Wow. Mad birds attacking. Can you imagine every day parking at your job and then just praying to God that you're not attacked by a wild bird on the way in yeah. to your job? You're just trying to clean the room at the Holiday Inn. Yeah, or just flip some, you know, chicken chicken patties. Yeah. Jesus. Give people at those jobs better wages. Yeah. Like, if they have to fight off birds. I mean, my God. That's wild. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it is insane. Well, Chris, that was terrifying and fascinating and also very helpful thanks i'm gonna duck you can remember because a duck is a bird yes and you can remember that when a bird is about to attack you oh what's that other bird duck that thing that my phone always writes when i mean to say something else i love the connections we're making here i know so uh that was amazing thank you and (laughs) (laughs) and we'll be right back uh, welcome back to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. I am still Danielle. I'm still Christine. And we are very excited because we just talked about how to survive attacking birds. And now we're going to talk about how to survive attacking kids. Oh, man. It's so like those connections. I know. Equally, your scalp could get stitches you, in you either can, case. Either way, you're going to end up with some uh, stitches. Yeah. Tess is a talented writer, actress, comedian, and you probably know her from one of her podcasts, yes. Lady to Lady. That's right. Or, or Toxic, Britney Spears podcast. Right. Both actually very well known. Yes. Uh, uh, podcasts. She is too hot to handle over yes, here. Yes, Tess Barker. Thank Hi, you Tess. so much for being Hi, here. Thanks for having me. You just ran a marathon. I did. So I'm a little sore. I'm a lot sore, and I'm for sure in the process of losing a toenail. But other than oh, that, okay. Yeah. I know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And what what makes what makes one run a marathon? Um, trying to get the most out of life. Oh, okay, by, <laughs> by, by running straight until you want to puke. Yeah, and your toenails fall you off. You learn a lot about yourself in the course of a marathon. Really? Oh, what yeah. do you learn? Um, well, first of all, that you're fine peeing on the side of the road. Wow. Um, yes. I mean, you really stop caring about urinating in like, public. Do you move the sh- the clothes away from you or you just right, peeing right through the clothes? I moved the clothes away from me. And it was actually my second marathon that I started doing this because I noticed all the guys were doing it. They were just pulling yeah. over to the side of the road oh. and peeing. I thought, you know what? I'm never going to see these yeah, people yeah, yeah. again. I'm going to go pants down as well. Um, so I'll I, just drop my pants and pee. Yeah, I applaud that. You got to take care of business. Yeah. Exactly. TCP yeah. again. <laughs> uh, are you in like, a city populated area when this is happening? Or are you kind of on a roadside? Tell me. It depends. Like that marathon, I was in Rome. So it was very populated. There were lots oh. of people watching. But again, I was in a totally different country. Yeah. You know, it was fine. I didn't even have cell reception there. Um, this one was that I just ran was in Napa Valley, which like... It was gorgeous. Like, we were running through vineyards through most of it, but then, like, people would come at certain mile markers and cheer you on. So, there was plenty of place where I was only going to be seen by the other runners who don't give a shit. Yeah, they're wow. doing it too. Yeah. But isn't that sort of the ugly American? You go over to 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 Italy and then you just pee on their on their five thousand year old. Streets. I got the idea from the Italian guys. <laughs> All right that were doing then. It. Yeah. Fungul. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you were in a former life before uh, you were a big time actor, writer, comedian, and broad, uh, podcaster, a substitute teacher. Yes. So that was my very first job when I graduated college. Like I knew I wanted to be a writer and I needed something that had like a flexible schedule. So sure. I was like, I have a bachelor's now. I'm just going to be a substitute teacher. Uh, my mom's a teacher. So it was just oh, okay. like, sure. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I also like always looked up to substitute teachers kind of, sorry, excuse me. I always looked up to substitute teachers kind of because I, I remember even being a kid and just noticing what a relaxing job it seems like. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, you, so you looked up to them because you thought it was a cush job. Yeah. Not because they were, they were, you know, the recipients of the slings and arrows of bastard children. Not at all. Like, okay. I remember we had this one teacher, Mr. Thompson, who was gay and like, he had like a James Dean coffee mug. And he would always come in. He was very attractive and he would just come in dressed really cool, like sipping his coffee and oh reading the paper. And I just kind of thought... I'd like to do that for a couple years. So you thought the rest of his yeah. life was super glam. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I can see that. Wonder, I mean, he, and so I was very young. I should also note, 
I got not only did I graduate college, but like a month later, I got adult braces. Oh, so <laughs> I commenced oh, substitute no. teaching, and I I was young. I mean, I was working at a high school with kids that were like four years younger than me, and I had adult braces. So they thought you were a student. They thought I was a student. I got mistaken for a student all the time. Oh, like they were like, wow. "Where's your hall pass?" Yeah, yeah. I would be like using the teacher's lounge bathroom, and someone would be like, "This is for <laughs> teachers only." <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious! And you probably saw them as grown-ups a lot of the time I did yeah I, were, I I had this feeling like I was it was in a movie or something like I cracked the code and like yes. snuck into the teacher's lounge like I was I didn't feel old enough to be there um, and I was still like really in the partying phase of my life which we'll, <laughs> we'll get into more later but I was dressing really scandalously like I got in trouble for dress code quite a bit oh my god <laughs> what have, oh my god those I high school boys must have been losing their minds oh they loved it I was I, I have to know what you were wearing I mean, I was wearing a lot of like midriff tops. My G-string would be hanging out a lot. <laughs> oh I... my god! <laughs> Do they not teach you in in substitute school that like you should dress professionally? That's hilarious. You think there's a substitute? I don't school. really think there's yeah. a substitute school. <laughs> but, it's, but it's do you have a pulse and a college degree? Now you have a job, so you don't need a teaching um, credential to be a substitute. No. Oh, you, you don't. Have to take, you have to pass a test, or at least you used to have to. Pass, I think now with all this COVID stuff, they've even rolled back that requirement. <laughs> But um, right. you have to pass a test called the C-Best, which is like yeah. demonstrate very, very, very basic math okay. skills and very, very basic writing skills. But I mean, anyone with like a... But not basic dressing skills. No, no. that's not on the C-Best. Okay. No. That's so funny. Why did you think that was an appropriate thing to wear? Because a... that's what I wore everywhere. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's how okay. I dress. Yeah, that's just how I dress. So I was the, 22 yeah. years old. I mean... Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So they would pull you aside and say, you oh, can't yeah. dress like that. Several times, like, the principal would pull me aside and be like, you can't dress like that. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. Yeah, the boys must have been, oh, my God, yeah. drooling. And I, I, I like to say, like, I got to be popular in high school a second time. Like, I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what it was about. I got... I mean, I was wildly popular. You know, it was a wonderful job because I was... And I was working in Beverly Hills High. So that was oh. also, like, an insane world to be working oh, in. Oh, that's wow. crazy. Yeah. I mean, I was teaching kids who literally like drove Ferraris. I and bet. It was like working in Clueless. <laughs> that's wow. wild. So now, as a substitute, I would think you would go to a bunch of different schools, but you, you do. didn't? So oh, Beverly did. Hills okay. School, it's its own school district, so the high school right. is Beverly Hills High, and then I worked at like the elementary. They were all K-8 schools, so I worked at the uh, K-8s as so well. So you only worked in Beverly Hills? Yeah. That's so funny. That probably went with your image of the gay James Dean coffee exactly. mug guy who was glamorous, and you're like, well, if I'm going to substitute, I'm going to do it in Beverly Hills. A thousand percent. Yeah. So smart. <laughs> it was wonderful. I mean, it was very nice. And, like, just really nice place to hang out. You know, it was a nice campus. And did you go to the Peach Pit? Um, <laughs> I did. Every day. Yeah. And me and Nat would hang out. And the out. After Dark? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but that yeah, is so funny. It was wild. And then, because I was, like, young and cool, I mean, the high school kids loved me like I would walk I through bet. the halls and I would just get high fives everywhere I went oh my god this I is remember, a dream job it was amazing and like the cool thing about being a substitute is like is there's not that many jobs you have where like every single day people are so happy to see you like every morning because yeah. when you're a kid like if you have a sub that means you don't have a test right that day, or like whatever shitty thing yes, you thought you were doing yes. in class now you're gonna watch the lion king yeah. So it was like every day people would Whoa. walk in, see me, and just be like, yes! Yes! <laughs> While looking at your teacher's underwear. Yes. Yeah. So and, like and the win, hot win. sub, too. It's, the not hot like, sub. it's not like that old guy <laughs> right. who like always has like extra saliva at his lip. Yeah. You know, who's just going to kind of be grumpy and mean. They're like getting her as the sub. That's yeah. sweet. I okay, would like so the jackpot sub. So at some point it turned. It was wonderful. So that was the high school experience. Okay. Working with little kids was, like, cute. It was way more work because you can't just, like, sit around. Like, you actually have to, like, do the work. You know, like, the teacher gives you very specific things. And, again, I was, like... I was also cocktail waitressing at a bar at night. So, and they call you at like five o'clock in the morning. Oh, so when God. I was teaching the little kids, I would have these like very surreal experiences <laughs> where I would still kind of be hung over from the bar <laughs> with like a bee puppet on my hand. Like, yes. <laughs> just telling bee guys. Yes. Like, <laughs> um, oh so my the, God. But the little kids were cute too because they just wanted yeah. to impress you. Now, junior high, 
Uh oh. Uh oh. I I wouldn't recommend that on my worst enemy. Like yeah. they going that, to it or substituting. Going it. to it or substituting. No yeah. one should be there. That no one has any business in a junior high. I actually would 100%. be for the abolition of junior highs. Like they, there's no need. My yes. son did most of his junior high at home because of COVID, Man. and I think it was probably Jackpot. A, yeah, I think so. good thing. Nothing good, good has happened. Yeah. No, lucky all. Worst three years that. of my life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So like, whereas the older kids, because I was cool with them, they were cool with me, and it was very relaxing. Yeah. The younger kids like smelled the fresh blood on me, right? Mm-hmm. And there's so many of them, and they all want attention. Yeah. And like they all like you can't compete with 30, 13 year olds who are out to get you. Ugh. You won't win. Oh, just all that puberty. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so much smells puberty. And yeah. Pheromones or whatever oh, hormones God. and so yeah. obnoxious. And like they just discovered South Park and like just the worst. <laughs> people. I thought you were gonna say they just discovered sex, but South Park. <laughs> is more dangerous in, <laughs> yes. in the hands of 13-year-olds. 13-year-olds, I totally get it. The worst. And, like, the one time I was subbing a band class in junior high, and the teacher had written, like, really big, do not let the kids play their instruments. And I was like, what? okay, that's kind of, like, whatever. In band? In band. And I'm like, so <laughs> I'm reading my book, as I usually was, and this kid comes up to me and is like, can I practice my trombone? I'm like, the kid wants to practice her craft. Like, yes. who am I? Yeah. yeah, you can practice your trombone. That's fine. So she goes off and starts her trombone. And then next thing I know, someone starts playing their drums. I'm like, no, guys, no, just her. She can only, the tr- I only said yes to the trumpet. Next thing I know, someone else is playing like their instrument. And next thing I know, I have 40 kids each playing different- a different instrument oh. to a different song. And I'm like, I'm standing on the, I got to the point where I was standing on the table and I'm just like, shut up, you guys, stop it, stop it, I said stop. And like, nobody could even hear me. It was like, oh it was God. like yelling into the wind. I was like, I'm for sure going to get yeah. fired. I mean, the whole school must have heard this cacophony. <sighs> Do you understand? I have a hangover. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, my God. That's so funny. I wonder if if the teacher, even when he was there, didn't let them practice their instruments. Probably. He knew. Yeah. Like, it was just silent band? I guess. Like, how does anyone ever improve? It's so weird. This is called band where you only practice at home. Yeah. And I'll just take your word for it. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. And we have a recital, and that's where I find out if you got better. (laughs) (laughs) Best of luck to you. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, but my worst time substitute teaching, um, so I was like, you know, I was like, yeah, in my early 20s, partying a lot, working at a bar, trying to make it as like an actress, right? all that kind of thing. And um, CAA used to have this like fundraiser every year on Christmas. So CAA is a very famous agency, yes. talent agency in Beverly Hills. Yes. Okay. And all the assistants, I don't, I forget if it was like run by the assistants or, you know, <laughs> the people my age were assistants. I don't know. So yeah. anyway, CAA was having some kind of like a fundraiser party. Okay. At some fancy bar in Hollywood. So, and it was like one of those things that's billed as a networking event. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. You know it's going to be a fucking nightmare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I pay, I, you know, and I'm broke. I'm like a substitute teacher. I don't have a lot yes. of money. So I pay whatever $100 it is to get into this thing because I'm hoping wow. to like meet oh. CAA agents. Yeah. And They're network. just going to spot you and hire you on that and sign you on the spot. That's how it works, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So I show up to this event and the deal was you bought this ticket, but then it was like open bar once you uh, Oh. the ticket. So I get to this this party. I don't really know anyone there. Um, I think I had, like, I had one girlfriend with me who also got really drunk. But um, so because we had paid $100 for these tickets, we're like, well, we're going to get our money. Of course. course. Can't let that go to waste. I, I would say. be doing the math in my head, you yes. know, as it goes. It just gets right. cheaper the more you drink. Yes. This is how many drinks I have to have for this to be to, to be more event. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like six drinks deep into making the most of this event. Right. And while I'm shithouse drunk, um, the way they give you the the substitute teaching jobs is like this automated call system would call your phone. And so I barely remember accepting the substitute teaching job. Like while I was like outside smoking a cigarette drunk, I just say yes to the substitute teaching job Mm -hmm. the next morning. Oh, it's going to be so early. (laughs) Oh my God. And you, so you could have said no. You just, I could have said no. You weren't in your right mind. Certainly should have. Should have. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So, so then like me and my friend go back to her apartment. She brings home one of the CAA guys. Like it's like, (laughs) Oh, she is is networking. She's going to get, she's totally networking. Yeah. Yeah. So she brings home one of the CAA guys. I'm way too drunk to drive home. So I crash on her couch. Um, and I wake up to my phone ringing at like 
six thirty in the morning and it's the job I had accepted was not for the high school but for the like high school for bad kids. Uh, you know, like that high school. Oh yeah. uh, rich bad kids. Rich bad kids. Mm-hmm. The worst. The worst kind. <laughs> yes. So entitled. Yeah. And so uh, it was the school district, and they were like, hey, you were supposed to be here 15 minutes ago. Like, where are you? And I'm still, like, oh. obliterated drunk. And I'm like, no You're problem. You're not even in your own apartment. <laughs> no. You're wearing the clothes from the day before. Yes. You smell like booze and yes. cigarettes. Yes. Okay. And I can barely walk. And uh, I'm still too drunk to drive. So <laughs> I... <laughs> I go into my friend's room, and she's in there with CAA dude. They're both right. naked. And I'm like, hey, Ew. hey. I'm like, I need you. She, I knew that she had like a bunch of Adderall stashed somewhere. I was like, I need you to give me an Adderall. I have to go teach high school right now. So she hands me an Adderall. I call a cab because again, I can't drive. I take the Adderall like on my way. I'm still in my Does like. Does Adderall wick you up? Is that yeah. what Adderall is? Okay. Mm-hmm. Is this for ADD? The cost of the cab yeah. is probably what you're going to make that. Yeah, day. exactly. <laughs> I know a cab. Exactly. Was... This is oh way before God. Lyft or anything. Did yeah, you was... borrow her clothes, or were you just literally no, wearing? I was still in my ho clothes. Oh my God. So I'm so in, like, in like a mini dress. Yes, I'm in like a short dress, high heels, like makeup smudged all over my eyes. Oh my God. <laughs> I oh my reek God. of tequila. I'm now like jacked up on amphetamines. Oh I like. Super lucky, and like you would go, like when you got the job, you would go into the principal's office, and there would just be like keys laid out for all the subs. Mm-hmm. And so luckily, no one saw me grab the key from my room. Okay, so I'm able to like get the key, and I stumble over to like the delinquent high school. <laughs> is, it, is it on a different campus or the same campus? It's like on the same campus, but kind of like away. Yeah, from the other like kids. in a trailer. Exactly, like in one of those. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I show up and. They just start laughing as soon as I walk in the room. Like they oh, knew because it was the bad kids. Yes. They knew this could be like a um, a cautionary tale. Yeah, like if you keep on your way, this is yes. what you're going to be. Exactly, this is what you're going to end up in four years. Yeah, they, they that's what they advantage. want. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they like admired you probably. They were like, "Oh yeah, that looks great." Yeah, yeah, you're their gay uh, James Dean. I think mug- I was. Owner. I think yeah. I was. Right. And so I, I try to get through it, and I'm like, I'm so nauseous. Oh no! Like the hangover starts to kick in. I'm like no longer drunk. I'm just very, very hungover. Oh. And finally, after like an hour and ten minutes or something, I just I'm like, these kids are bad. They're gonna understand. And I just told them, I'm like, guys, I'm really, really hungover right now. <laughs> And I need to go throw up. And they were, they were so sweet. Oh, they were really? like, it's okay, Miss Barker. We'll watch the room. No worries. And they just went, I just kept going to throw up while they would just like chill in the room. They were so much nicer than the band kids. Oh, they, it was like, it was like they understood what I was going through yeah. and they were like the sweetest kids. And somehow I miraculously got through that day. And they, took a cab home? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Didn't and they, get fired. Didn't, no, didn't get fired. They, they didn't report they you. They didn't. No. They didn't. Um, Those good bad kids. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. So really, the kids weren't bad kids at all. No. no. I wonder how many of them are dead. Probably at least a few. Yeah. But yeah. They've been taking care of their parents probably for a long time. Exactly. <laughs> you think they moved back in? They're taking quote quote unquote taking care of. Oh their no parents? no no! I meant they had been already taking care of oh, their parents. Oh gosh. Yeah. They, they, gotcha, were used, gotcha. they were used to like. Older people yes, getting, being drunk yes, and like them to together. throw up. Yeah, being well, drunk and on amphetamines. So, were the kids ever nightmares? Um, yeah, I did have a few nightmares. I mean, I definitely had one kid who was like, um, who's like, "Hey, Miss Barker, why do I even have to go to school when I already drive a nicer car than you?" Oh, fucking fuck! <laughs> of course. Oh, what, do you say to that? what do you say to that? Yeah, I don't you're think right. I have you're a done, son. Yeah, yeah, go home. <laughs> go home. Go sleep in your car. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I had another kid. I had a kid that I got suspended because I was. This was a junior high kid, but I was waiting in class for the class to start, and he was the first person in. He came in and handed me his lunch trash, and said, "Here you go, sweetie." Oh my god! And I just called security and had him. Oh wow! I like that. You know what? Honestly, (laughs) you probably did that kid a favor. Yeah, I think so. Because no one else would have. Taken to that extreme, yeah, and you got to fucking learn some consequences for That's what I shitty said. I said behavior. He not talk to an adult like that, but the fact that he did, I was like, well, he clearly has horrific parents. I mean, that's the thing. Whenever I dealt with oh, my son wow. uh, for the year he was at middle school, he did get in, you know, some altercations with kids, and I was like, I can't even be mad at the kids because clearly it's what they're learning at home. Yeah, clearly. 
you know, ugh, it's just so infuriating. I did. I had. I mean, I had so many great gigs when I was subbing, but um, one of my most fun gigs was I was a long-term sub for the high school dance classes. Ooh. Oh, this. I have a. I have so many subbing stories. Okay, so I'll tell you guys the story okay. first, and then okay. I'll tell you about the shitty kids. All right. But um, so I, Beverly Hills, unlike many schools in Los Angeles, has like these beautiful facilities and like yes. a full-blown dance studio with like yes. beautiful mirrors and bars wow. everywhere and like that was where I worked and I had my own office and everything and it was great so most of my kids were seniors who had just like failed PE I had one class that was like girls who really gave a shit about dance but most of my kids were seniors so who the, failed PE how do you PE? fail PE you just don't dress you just don't dress and you don't do it yeah, yeah. so at the beginning of my tenure I said I'm gonna be honest guys and it was like kind of when I was getting over substitute teaching <laughs> I was like I'm kind of over this <laughs> <laughs> you guys are all here because you failed PE. Like, I'm gonna give you all A's. I don't care. Like, show them if you want. Oh my don't god! Don't if you don't. Like, I'm gonna work out because I like working out. Join me if you want. And did most of them because they liked your yeah. attitude? Yeah, ah, yeah. So we would reverse just, like, psychology. Show. Yeah, and we would dance, and it was fun. Um, but I had this kid Anthony that was always clowning on me, and uh, and so one morning I was like warming them up. And uh, Anthony goes, yo, Miss Barker, you have a hole in your pants. And I was like, Anthony, shut up. No, I don't. And I just like kept stretching. And then more and more kids started laughing. Oh, no. And I realized that oh, like no. the mirror behind oh, me was no. giving them all an amazing view. And I did, in fact, have a giant hole in the ass of my pants. Oh, <laughs> God. And Were I was you wearing underwear I that was day? wearing a thong. No, okay. so it was cheap. Oh, no. Yeah, it was full cheek. Oh, no. <laughs> The thong years. <laughs> Remember the thong years? Oh, uh, man. You see that? Yeah. I do not miss the thong years. I don't miss it either. No. I also, I was wearing the wrong size the entire time of thongs. Oh, you must have been so uncomfortable. No, the opposite. They oh. were too big. So it would be like just like a sail, thong. like a, a ship sail. So really no point. No point. It was point. just protecting like your left thigh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Um, that's so funny. I love, oh my God. I just see you like teaching dance class with a cigarette out of your, you're hanging out of your mouth (laughs) and like, oh my God. Metaphorically. Yeah. And like, and so yeah, all the kids just start laughing at me and all I could think to do was just scream, shut up, shut up. And then I just ended up like backing into a corner. Oh my God. So you really are living it all over again. Yeah. Oh oh my God. That's so funny. Yeah. Oh. But in that gig, in that job, I, um. I had most of my girls, that was the, the class where I had like the girls who really cared about dance. Uh-huh. Needless to say, those were the biggest bitches. Like at Beverly oh, yeah. Hills, oh, the man. dance team at yes. Beverly Hills. That's like mean girls real life. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They were a nightmare. And there was one girl who was like busted in, like she didn't live in Beverly Hills. And so she like wasn't as rich as the other girls. And they all, the other girls would like be mean to her and bully her. <sighs> and one time after class, she was talking to me about it. And she was like, everyone else is so mean to me. And I said, you know what? They're going to be bitches for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. You're going to be out of here in two years. And That's like, so great. I could see like the light bulb mm-hmm. click on in her head. And she was like, you're right. Thank you. And I was like, Tess, maybe I should have uh, said she, that. No, no, no. You totally should have <laughs> said that. No, I think that was fantastic. You should just, I think you should still be a substitute teacher. Just float from yes. school to school saying like real life shit that just makes every, puts everything in perspective. I think that's genius. One of my more like gratifying teaching moments. That's awesome. You're like, I'm glad I came and hung over today. Yeah. <laughs> By that point, I had stopped drinking a little, quite as much. But <laughs> oh my God. So funny. That was the turning point. Yeah. Yeah. That, the that, day at the reform. <laughs> the CAA party. Oh my God. Well, Tess, we cannot thank you enough for coming in. That was really funny and enlightening from the perspective of a parent and former student. You almost made, though, honestly, you almost made substitute teaching sound good. It kind of sounds, it's like that movie Bad Teacher with uh, Cameron Diaz. Yeah. Yeah, you were that, you were her. I was that, I I recommend substitute teaching to like young people. Like I I did that and I waited tables. Substitute teaching was so much more relaxing than waiting tables. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm a huge reader, so it was like, I just read, but I mean, I would just, show yeah. up to teach English and just grab whatever book was on the shelf there. Gotcha. You get to like you, teach art. You just color all day. It's great. That does sound good. Yeah. That I does think sound, I'm going to look into it. I waited tables and that does sound better than waiting tables. Yeah. All right. Well, I think her advice is to young people <laughs> yeah. how to survive Substitute teach. Yes. That's how you do it. All yeah. right. right. Well, thank you so much, Tess. Um, check her out on Lady to Lady yes. and Toxic. And anywhere you want to see some comedy, look for her dates. And we'll be right back with what we learned. Bye. Bye. 
Welcome back to How to Survive. Christine, are you ready to hear what we learned today? I have never been more ready. Okay, Path of Pathogens, a How to Survive spinoff? Maybe. Think about it. You can administer CPR to birds. No, thanks. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Did you have to do like the little heartbeat thing and then you got to breathe into their mouth? Poof, poof, poof. Oh, you don't have to do another poof. <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to do it in their poof. Oh, this is interesting. Males in 97% of bird species have tiny penises or lack them entirely. Hmm. Instead, they shoot sperm into a female bird's body through an exit called a cloaca. I was saying cloaca, but... Oh, cloaca. Okay. The absent bird penis is a head scratcher for scientists who study animal reproduction. So they don't even, they don't even understand what's going huh. on. That's fascinating. But the, the weirder part to me is that some of them have it. Yeah. It's not a all or not. Some of them yeah. have it, some of them don't. Okay. Um, remain calm and avoid hawks, of course. Okay. If you see a bird coming at you, shout, stare, duck, dodge. That's a good combination of words. It is. <laughs> those are all good <laughs> verbs. I like those verbs. Since owls are territorial, the presence of a decoy will deter other owls from trying to claim the area. Poofs are poofs are poofs. Yes. Let's not forget. Stitch that on a pillow. If you work in an area, a strip mall that's got a lot of bird attacks, mm -hmm. make sure your bosses give you a bird bonus. Right on. Some hazard pay. I need a bird bonus. Um, what if they paid you in birds, though? No. <laughs> that would defeat the point. Okay. And, Christine, I believe you have a, a letter, a, a missive, a... Uh, We've a got a nice... Correspondence from a listener? Yeah, we do. It's from friend of the show... Gregory Hines. Not the tap dancer. I think this Gregory spells his name differently. Oh, I didn't know there was more than one way to spell Gregory. Hines. Spelled differently. Is <laughs> <laughs> Mel Brooks? Oh my god. Wait, he spells it H-Y-N-E-S? H-I-N-Z-E. Oh, Hines. Hines. Gregory Hines. He's from the motherland. Uh, so, okay. They don't, they're not big tap dancers, Germans. I don't think. I'll ask my husband. Okay, ask him. I want to say I've listened to every episode so far. I found you through NNF because Jimmy, that's Never Not Funny. Yeah. In case you guys don't know about that podcast. I found you through Never Not Funny because Jimmy can't go three minutes without talking about your show. <laughs> Whatever true. you are paying him and Matt for advertising is worth every penny, LOL. I just finished listening to episode 19 and I have to say I would pay money to listen to the two of you just do NPR reenactments. <laughs> Gregory, if you're serious about that. Oh, we will do it. We might start. We'll just get transcripts. Let's, let's do a spinoff yes. podcast and then make people pay for it. That was the best Danielle's Terry Gross voice. Oh, that was the best. Danielle's Terry Gross voice was perfect. Oh. Chris's country mudslide survivor was priceless. <laughs> Remember that was, oh, she was great. With the random running commentary in your own voices just adding to the whole thing. I just want to say the show is great and a unique idea that is really working. Oh, Thanks. I wish you the best with it going forward and I will be here for the journey. Gregory, we're so happy you're here. Also, I want to say Garden Squirrel is great. Yes. I am not part of Garen's lot, but I find him <laughs> to be extremely funny and entertaining. Garen, you are a very important part of the chemistry on NNF and valued by the fans. Aww. Keep up the great work producing. That master's degree is really paying off. <laughs> P.S. Chris, I am sorry to hear about your son's accident, and I hope he's doing well. That is every parent's nightmare, and you, are, you handled it like a champ. Thank you. He's doing great. He's just doing That's great. That's such a nice letter. Wow. Yeah. That was really, really nice. Thank you so much, Gregory Heinz. He's got one more thing to say. Oh, I'm sorry, Gregory. Next time I write, I will tell you about my how to survive kidney cancer story if you are interested. Yes. Wow. Yes. Tell us, Gregory. Thanks for listening. Gregory Heinz or Hinza. Hinza. Oh, you think it's Hinza? Hinza. Hinza. The Zs in, in German are kind of almost like Ts, like Hinza. Yes. Okay. He'll let us know. Yeah. Thank That's you, Gregory. That's really nice. That Thank really you so nice. much. I couldn't have been happier if it were the famous Gregory Hines. And we maybe it is. I think he's dead. Okay. <laughs> that would be hard for him to type up. <laughs> How to survive know. being a dead top dancer. <laughs> you just don't. You just don't. You know, we love hearing from you guys. And uh, if you want to send us any kind of message, you can do it through our social media channels. Our DMs are 
open. <laughs> They're wide open. At so pod- slip into them. Slip into our DMs at Pod How to Survive. Or you can go to Gmail Old School Podcast How to Survive at gmail.com. And you can even send us a message through our you can even send us a message through our website. Yes. Podhowtosurvive.com. And remember we have merch up, so also at podhowtosurvive.com. And um yeah, we welcome uh, we welcome hearing from you. We welcome hearing We're from so you. We're so excited to have you on our journey with us. Thanks for listening. Thank you again to Tess Barker. It was, was a fantastic. So funny. Oh my god, I want her to substitute teach me. Man, I want to run a marathon with her. Just kidding, I'm never gonna run a marathon. <laughs> But if you do, you get to pee on the side of the road. You know that now, so that's uh, good. You know what? I could just pee on the side of the road and not run a marathon. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Right? Take out the middleman. Just pee on the road. All right. Yeah. And thank you, Garen, once again, for being here and being fabulous. He's so great. And, as always, remain, remain calm. calm.